Welcome to the Dear Professor series, where college students who take courses online speak their minds. I am your host and e-learning strategist, Dr. Kelly Austin, who is honored to have a conversation with today's guest as she sheds light on her experiences as an online student. I've been teaching online since 2004 and made the tough decision to obtain my PhD through an online program. So I've been both an online instructor and an online student. As a result, I know that there are some wonderful things happening with online programs, as well as some not-so-wonderful things going on. The purpose of this series is to help professors and students experience a more fulfilling online learning environment by allowing students to reveal their needs and pet peeves. My hope is that this information will support professors in making the necessary changes or adjustments in the design and delivery of their online courses, which should ultimately enhance student success and satisfaction with distance education. So if you're interested in hearing what students have to say about their lived experiences online, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that every Wednesday at 8 p.m., the latest episode will come straight to you. Also, feel free to comment about anything said and ask questions. If you're listening via podcast platform, be sure to follow and rate the series so that your interest and opinion of the show are made known. Today, I am honored to be sharing this time and space with Mrs. Heather Lee. Heather, how are you doing this evening? I'm just fine. How are you doing? I am doing well. Now, Heather, I know you have hundreds of jokes or riddles stored in your Tickle Their Funny Bone bag. So by chance, is there one you would like to share with us today? I do have one. Why was the turkey asked to join the marching band? I'm so terrible at this. The turkey (laughs) asked to join the marching band. I don't know. What is? What's the answer? What's the answer? He had his own drumsticks. (laughs) Why? Why didn't I think of that? I'm supposed to be an elementary educator, right? I I should (laughs) have You crack me up every time. Right. I'm getting rusty. That was too funny. I knew you were going to have one on demand. (laughs) All right. So now, Heather, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am still currently a student, obviously an online student. I enjoy traveling and to fit my lifestyle. That was the best option for my husband and I was to continue my education online I like gardening and I love being able to learn different climates as we move and travel to see how I can create a plentiful garden every year. Not had a whole lot of luck since I've I've moved to this area, but I'm going to try again, maybe some winter crops now that it's coming up. I'm also a major in early childhood education and I plan on staying at a child development center and just continue to climb the ladder there. Okay, so you are my second guest who loves to garden. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Now, you said you've been having trouble here in North Carolina with gardening. So why do you think that is? What makes it difficult? Yes, so 
I was born and raised in a, a similar climate. So I don't know if maybe I came into this situation thinking that I already knew everything because I was raised on gardening. But I recently moved from a very northern climate. And so things have shifted quite a bit. It's not as cold as long. And I really think my biggest struggle is the evening sun. It is just so stinking hot and it roasts everything every summer. Oh, so. In a perfect world, what would you be able to plant and for how long? I love growing my sister gardens. A sister garden is corn, some beans, and squash. The squash protects the soil, helps keep the soil cool and dry for all of the roots. The beans use the corn to grow up so we don't have to stake and pull the beans. That's my favorite companion plant to grow. Oh, so you are really like corn, beans, and squash. I'm sitting up here thinking, what is it, pagonias? And don't get me oh, started. Flower. No, I like the vegetables. <laughs> you have wildflowers, but that is just to um, attract the pollinators. Oh, like, okay. So you are for real, for real. Like I can come to your house and get some food. That's what you're telling me? <laughs> if I have any success, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's talk about this moving up the ladder at the Child Care Center. Is that what you said? The Child Development Center, child yes. Child Development Center, right. So what exactly, describe that ladder to us. How would you like to move on up? So um, I most recently accepted a position from a lead teacher in the classroom to a training position where um, I'm now over multiple classrooms and I'm, I'm teaching the new teachers how to manage their classrooms and making sure they're staying to the facility's policies. And I help them create their lesson plans and tailor it to the needs of their students. So the next step, I could either be the assistant director, maybe director. And there's also a trainer above me who teaches me how to do my job. So there's there's a lot of options and avenues that I can take. Well, Heather, congratulations on your new position. What exactly is the position called? It's called a training and curriculum specialist. Yes. You know, that's my alley. I love anything curriculum and instruction. So I'm sure that's challenging, but also fun, right? It is. Whenever I I accepted the position, I had a lot to learn. And there's a lot that I I want to change, (laughs) to improve, (laughs) change in in a good way, uh, just to improve it. So do the teachers appreciate the guidance they get from you? I haven't had any pushback. I, I understand, having been in their position, I understand that Trainers are not always welcomed in the classroom for support or for criticism or anything like that, just because they worked so hard to build their classroom the way they did. Right. So there there can be pushback, but fortunately, I have not experienced that myself yet. Oh, well, that is very much, what do we call that, a utopia? Because yeah. I'm sure <laughs> from my experience, it will come. When people know your heart and that you're really trying to help, it's usually a, you know, a very small number of people that give you pushback. So let's talk about these online courses. What's your general experience with it? I know that you said you're an online student now, and I know that you are. Are you getting your entire degree online? Have you taken courses for a while? Tell us about that. So I started my degree many, many years ago in person, and I actually started as exercise science and wellness, and that was all in person uh, at a separate university. 
And once I got married and I started traveling from state to state with my husband, that was obviously not ideal anymore. And just as a flex position, I started working at the CDC and it was amazing. So that was when I switched my degree over to early childhood development or education. And now it is all online. Okay, so for people who don't who think you might be working in DC, what do you mean by CDC? <laughs> Child Development Center. Okay. <laughs> acronyms just once you get once you learn the acronyms, they just they're easy right, to say. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Heather. So if you were to rate your experience with online courses on a scale of one to ten, with ten being outstanding and one being horrific. What rating would you give and why? It has definitely been a different experience than an in-person class, but I will still rate it pretty high as an eight. And that's mostly because it can cater to my lifestyle. And I'm very grateful for that. Yes, indeed. Okay, so let's give a round of applause for distance education with an eight. I feel like uh, (laughs) Simon on American Idol or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Heather. So let's talk about your needs as an online student. A need is defined as something you require because it is essential or very important. So imagine that it is the beginning of the semester and you are ready to begin that next phase of your academic journey online. You've entered the world of Canvas or Blackboard or Moodle or whatever learning management system that your university uses. When you click on the online course or the courses in which you're enrolled, what do you require or desire to be successful? In order to be successful in my online courses, I have found that it is essential that I have a journal where I can keep track of all of my courses, all of my assignments. I can even specifically mark off a time and date to study for each class that I have. I call my journal my planner. I I call it my brain. And I'm not sitting looking at it right now, and it sounds like my brain has turned off a minute. (laughs) 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 Losing the words that I'm looking for. Yeah, my journals, I do keep that as well. They stay together. My journal and my planner, they are my brain. I keep everything noted in them so that I can stay organized. I also have to have binders that I keep for each class. The binders help keep me organized. um, And I can print out all the documents that the professor provides me online, all the rubrics, anything as far as like syllabus to something that might be small that I still need a physical visual of. And I keep that in an organized binder as well. Okay. So I can relate to feeling lost without a journal or a planner actually, um, because I use them both. And it seems like you're lost when you don't have things written down. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. I I love (laughs) being sticky notes even during my classes of In addition to my journals and my planner, I have sticky notes all over both of them and all over my desk. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Post-it people make a lot of money from me. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) And you know what else? Let me tell you, this is a sidebar in in terms of the binder. So I watched this organizational planner on (laughs) YouTube and it's at home with Nikki is her name, by the way, if you all want to check her out. But she helped me to decide to create a binder system for other things. Like I have, you know, what do you do with all those cards you get? 
from people. I have a binder where I put birthday cards and I have a binder for like when my child gets awards or her report cards. So I have a binder system for other parts of my life. Do you think that's obsessive? What do you think? No, I think that's fabulous. I I would love that level of organization. Yes, I I have a file cabinet and I have my little white binders in there and I watched her videos over and over and it really helps you get organized. So... Maybe you could try that. Uh, I, I, I did write the name down already. <laughs> yes, at home with Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. All right, so let's do a little evaluation of one of your online courses right now. Can you play a little game with me? Of course. Okay, <laughs> so take a moment to visualize the design of one of your courses, one you like or one you don't like. It's up to you. Do you have it in your mind? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good. <laughs> All it was, right. It was a quick thought. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Is it easy for you to find what you need in the course? As far as videos and rubrics and, and sources, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so like the course documents, assignments, announcements, important information, you're saying it's not easy to find it in this particular course? No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is it about this course that's making it so challenging? What do you see? Take us for a walk. So when you are searching for a specific thing, for me, it is very overwhelming. And maybe my brain just doesn't work the way the professor's brain works. So Mm. I am looking for something in the folder or in the drop-down box or where I think it should be located, and I can't find it. Sometimes it may not be there at all. And sometimes the verbiage is going to be completely different. And so what I may have called it is not what they listed that as on the platform, on the the course shell. Okay. So let me ask you this. Would it have been helpful for you to have maybe a course walkthrough video to kind of show you where everything was? Yes, absolutely. Being able to have a video, like a screen recording of the whole shell, of the syllabus, having that that visual, that would be very helpful. Yes, because I love how you said, I may not be thinking the way the professor's thinking, because I think teachers don't think about that sometimes um, on all levels, you know, what it was like to be a student and not mm-hmm. to know. And so we have to always be thinking about that. So that was great that you worded that that way. Now, let's just say you clicked on an assignment. So some way, somehow you found your assignment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is it easy for you to understand what you're being asked to do? Sometimes. Not all the time, though. Again, maybe the way they worded it is just not the way that my brain is is processing it. Um, Maybe I'm trying to read too far into it. But there's often times where it is too brief. And there's no examples for me to check. There's no videos. There's Lack of expectations, I guess you could say. So I don't know what I need to do to fulfill the best grade for that assignment. Okay. I love how you mentioned rubrics and you also mentioned videos so that professors know that it's really helpful to have an instructional video because, again, what they may be expecting you to do, maybe you didn't interpret it that way when you read the instructions. So thank you, Heather. (laughs) You are helping us out. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, when you look at that course, this is my last question about that course. Is there anything that you like about it? Can you find something you like or not? Um, there are times where 
the fact that there are no rubrics, there are no samples, no matter what I put, I feel like I can't get a bad grade. Okay. There's no expectation for it. Oh, oh, wow. That's really not good, but we'll go with that. So it's good on your end for the grade, but not really good for the learning. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) What would you, if you could just talk to that professor right now, what would you like to change about the course? Like if you were an instructional designer, what would you like to change about the course? You can just tell me one thing so you don't have to think too deep about it. More references so that we, we could turn to something Communication is not always great. So having those references readily available would be easy. You wouldn't have to send an email, wait for an email and get the clarifications, then maybe still not quite have that communication. Emails aren't always clear depending on how you word things. So more references would be great. Okay. When you say a reference, Heather, what do you mean exactly when you say more references? Um, Samples of previous work with the rubrics, maybe a video of how to work through the process of what the assignment was. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, thank you for being such a good sport. Of course. You participated in this impromptu exercise by Dr. (laughs) Alton. (laughs) Look behind door number one. No, I'm just kidding. All right, now, (laughs) it's time for us to talk about your pet peeves. Now, a pet peeve is a minor annoyance that an individual finds particularly irritating. Something that bothers you more than it bothers others. So your pet peeve, Heather, may not be the same as somebody else's, and that's okay. So share with us what really annoys you when it comes to online courses. Heather, what are your pet peeves? Something that irritates me the most in online learning environment is communication or lack thereof communication. There has been many times where I would send emails and I wouldn't get a response back. I would send out a request for a meeting and they would never show up. There'd be miscommunication between what they sent out on the syllabus and what they actually posted on the course shell as far as a due date or assignment details. And probably my biggest pet peeve was not reading it with the same attitude (laughs) maybe as as what is in the email, what is the intended attitude and mm-hmm. not always getting the response that I would hope for. Yes, it seems like every single interview communication comes up. And well, let me just ask you, what do you think is the challenge with people communicating virtually? I think the biggest thing is whenever you are reading an email or reading an assignment, however it's typed out, People read it with their own personal attitude and personality, if you will. And that may not be how it was intended to be read. I feel like some of the emails that I have sent out were not taken seriously. I don't know if it was just because my email was read in a more passive way than how I intended it to sound more assertive. But I I think the way that people read it and the way that people write it, and even something maybe more aggressive than what it meant to be. And so it can be kind of you can take it back and kind of be offended by what was said. Might sound like they were a little short with their response. Right. Yes, indeed. I wish that there were more maybe courses or maybe a tutorial for students on how to communicate online as well as for instructors to know 
those effective ways, words not to use, even just the way you phrase a sentence, because I find that I've gotten better at that, you know, over the 20 years I was online teaching and how I phrase a sentence or because sometimes if you say, please be more engaging, (laughs) not that you would say that, but if you say be engaging, please, (laughs) you know, it's like it's the same three words. And even though the first one kind of sounded sarcastic, but I'm just saying, I just, I couldn't think of anything else. But, you know, even just the way the syntax Mm -hmm. can also impact how something comes across when somebody's reading it. So you made some very good points there with the communication. Is that your only pet peeve? Um, I think that's just really the biggest. It all comes down to communication. All of all of my pet peeves, they all just come down to communication or miscommunication. I know the biggest struggle that I really had is whenever I transferred to the online school and online program was getting my transferred credits evaluated. And it took a couple of years for someone to finally email me back with an explanation. This is going to transfer. Sorry, it didn't before. Or this does not meet our university's standards for that course. So it it took years to find the right person to finally communicate all of that for me. Heather, I'm sorry. It sounds like you said two years to respond to you about your courses. I was emailing multiple people and it, it was a couple years. Yes. And I would get answers like, oh, that's up to your advisor. Whatever your advisor said is what happened. My advisor said it would be reevaluated and it never has been. So it it just, it wasn't taken seriously. I would try to reach out to somebody else. And um, there, there was a lot of different people I reached out to. It finally took finding the right person who would help me. And so now trying to graduate as a senior, I'm taking a freshman math course and I can't take other courses because they're not offered in the semester. Oh, Heather, I am so sorry to hear that. So when are you expected to graduate now? I still have another year because my final course that I need is only offered in the fall. Had I been communicated that, advised that, I could have taken it this fall, but I I was not informed that that one course would only be available in the fall. So now next fall, I can take my final senior level course in order to get my student teaching, which would be another semester after that. It keeps getting pushed back. And I I even had one person who told me none of these courses are holding you back. But the courses that weren't being transferred were the ones that were holding me back and nobody was looking that far back. Right. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're still persevering and, you know, that you're staying in the program because you're not going to give up and you're going to complete that course because I would hate for you to start all the way over to another school, oh, right? Nice. And go through. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can, so you can continue to move up that ladder. And so let me just ask you this, since you're the trainer, when you get ready to student teach, how is that going to work for you? Do you know, have you been told that? I don't know exactly. I'm hoping that I'll be able to kind of step into one of the classes that I'm already in. I know that there are some people who are under me getting their associates doing certain student teachings that they can stay in the center. They just have to do it off the clock for their teachings. So hopefully everything's going to work out with that. But that's over a year away now. So <laughs> right. So we shall see. Please keep me posted. Yes, All right. Ma'am. So we have made it to the Dear Professor segment where you get the opportunity to share your heart with a fellow professor that you have in mind. Imagine there is an online bulletin board with sticky notes or messages from students, 
two professors. As our featured scribe, Heather, share with us the note you would leave one of your online college professors. Dear professor, as much as I didn't love having to meet on a regular basis online, I gained the most knowledge and benefited the most from working in a group with my peers than any other class that I took. Oh, Heather, that is good. It's so nice to hear something good about group work. (laughs) We'll have to give you some kind of award for finding the value. The finding the value might be one of five students on the planet who find the value in group work. So what were you going to (laughs) say? It was a challenge having to race home from work to make sure I was meeting those classes and logging on on time and making sure all of my assignments were together just as if I was on an in-line or in-person class. But I truly did learn the most from those courses. Oh, well, let me share my takeaways from today's conversation. Just a few of them. Um, When you are taking courses online, you need references to clarify the standards and the instructions. And by references, you mean videos, samples, detailed instructions, and rubrics. You also need effective communication and expedient, timely communication in which the person that you're writing to and who's writing you back is mindful of their tone. And it would also be helpful if administrators and advisors would be more conscientious about following the sequence of the program. Did I get that right? You did. You nailed all of the key points. (laughs) Okay, good. Good for me. All right. Well, Heather, I want to thank you for spending your precious time with me today because you're a student and you work full time. So I really appreciate that. Um, From the first time I heard your voice during a synchronous session, I felt your positive energy through the screen as I did today. And I am so honored to have had you as a student. That's right, everyone. I'm letting the cat out the bag. I had (laughs) Heather as a student. (laughs) And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Your dedication to the field of education is evident and it makes my heart happy to know that there are still loving, caring, and funny educators (laughs) dedicated to our precious young children. I wish you well as you climb that ladder, Heather. And I celebrate you in advance for crossing the bachelor's degree finish line. Thank you so much. It's been great spending time with you. Yes, thank you. And you are just a joy, Heather. Like you love what you do, don't you? I do. Uh, Since I picked up the position as a training and curriculum specialist, it has been very difficult for me to go into a classroom and not try to take over as the teacher. It has been a, it's been an adjustment. (laughs) Yeah, I experienced that when I was a curriculum facilitator for a minute, so I can relate. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us. Remember to comment, like, share, share, share if you care, and subscribe. I look forward to spending time with you next week on the Dear Professor series where college students who take courses online speak their minds. Bye-bye.